Welcome to the MMA Lockcast Plus. I am your host, Manpreet, aka MMA Lock of the Night, and your boy on Twitter at MMALOTN. For this episode, I'm going to be going over Invicta FC 39, which goes down tomorrow, which is February 7th. So this is going to be a little bit of a late release. However, I still want to get out uh, this content so that whoever watches this uh, may be able to tell. Uh, and, uh, you know, if they want to get some degenerate bets going on, uh, Invicta FC will definitely be there to to fill that for you. As of this recording, there aren't any uh, uh, Invicta odds on Five Dimes or Sportbet. Those are the two... Uh, you know, most popular websites that actually carry Invicta odds. Usually they drop the day of the event. So maybe tomorrow morning when we all wake up, we'll see them live on their website. But BetSafe is a is a, uh, a website that I just normally, st- just recently signed up for. And they have odds for, you know, 1FC, uh, Invicta, and a bunch of other promotions I haven't even heard of. So according to BetSafe, these are the odds that I'm going to be going by. Uh, well, we're just going to be covering the co-main and the main event here, and I believe I'm going to have a bet on both of these fights. So let's start off with Progan's odds versus Miranda Maverick. You know, interesting fight here. Miranda Maverick is still very young. She's showing some uh, improvements in her game. Uh, you know, very heavy with her jiu-jitsu when she first started off. She had, a, you know, great takedown. She was submitting a lot of girls uh, or women, I should say. Um, and then recent, recently, she moved to a new camp called House of Muay Thai, which, you know, unless they're trying to mess around and, uh, you know, throw people for a loop, I'm sure she's working on her Muay Thai and trying to, you know, tighten up her striking game. It's looked decent in her last couple of fights, uh, or at least her last fight, I should say, uh, but her main bread and butter, I would say, is her jiu-jitsu. With Pearl Gonzalez, on the other hand, you know, I think she's a great striker. I think she's going to have the advantage in the striking aspect for sure. Um, you know, great kicks. She, she uses her teeth very well. She, you know, utilized some good uh, kicking uh game in the Vanessa Porto fight and then in the Brogan Walker Sanchez fight she looked to take more of a grappling heavy approach the only thing that I don't really like about Pearl Gonzalez is the fact that she relies a lot on the um uh, on the head and arm throw for takedowns and that's you know you're really putting yourself at risk especially against somebody with a really good jiu-jitsu game they should be able to take your back without any issue um you know if it's a if it's not the most uh perfect um takedown or at least had an arm throw so she's gonna have to be very careful especially against a girl like miranda maverick who has a lot of rear naked chokes on her on her w record on her win in her win column uh but i think that uh pro gonzalez should be able to have uh success on the feet um i think that she'll be able to keep this fight on the feet as well uh and i think she might even be able to take miranda maverick down too we've seen maverick you know, controlled in the past, uh, especially against a girl like Deanna Bennett. Uh, that was actually her last fight where she won the Phoenix uh, series. I believe that was the second one that they did. Um, you know, she, she was kind of getting handled in those first two rounds, uh, especially getting like out clinched and now grappled. And then in the third round, she comes back and gets that uh, rear naked choke with not much time left for either. So she has shown, uh, you know, her weaknesses in terms of being out grappled by stronger grapplers. And I think that, you know, her and Pro Gonzalez are kind of at the same level when it comes to jiu-jitsu. Uh, I believe that Maverick is a brown belt, whereas um, uh, whereas I believe that uh, Pro Gonzalez is a purple belt, at least from the last that I heard. So, um, 
you know, with the the the, the X factor kind of being striking here, and and we also don't know how much Miranda Maverick has actually improved with her striking, especially moving to House of Muay Thai now. So that should be something intriguing to to figure out. But in terms of odds, we're looking currently at minus two seventeen for Miranda Maverick and plus one fifty five for Pro Gonzalez. I think there's a little bit of value on Pro Gonzalez here. I may be taking a shot. You know, I'm going to wait and see once. Uh, Five Dimes and Sparbet drop the odds as well and see where Pearl Gonzalez is at. But initially, this seemed to be... Uh, I wanted to go into this and, and bet Miranda Maverick. You know, I think that Pearl Gonzalez has some times where she is fadeable, and I thought this was going to be one of those times, but I'm not completely sold on Maverick yet. I think she still has a lot to improve on. She still has plenty of time to continue to build her MMA game, whereas I think that Pearl Gonzalez is more, more so at a place where she's starting to put everything together. So... um. I'm going to take Pearl Gonzalez here. I think that she wins a decision. Uh, I think that, you know, there are going to be a lot of times where Pearl Gonzalez is going to be out striking her. Uh, she's going to have to throw more than one strike, though. You know, in her fight against Brogan, uh, there were a lot of instances where she was just throwing single shots. Um, so she's going to have to tighten that up a little bit, especially with all the, the improvements that Miranda may be making. But if you're putting a gun to, to my head right now and tell me what, you know, give me the best value in this fight, I believe the plus 155 on Pearl Gonzalez is probably where it's at. Uh, so I'm going to take Pearl Gonzalez by a decision, and she may be a bet. I'm just going to see what... Um, Sport bed drops the odds at tomorrow. Uh, otherwise, I wouldn't even mind taking the shot at plus 155, thinking roughly about one unit or so. All right, next fight, the main event, Jin Yu Fry versus Ashley Cummins. Kind of glad that I, I waited to do the podcast until today uh, due to the fact that Fry ended up missing weight. You know, she only missed weight by 0.8 pounds, uh, and in turn, she ended up uh, getting stripped of her belt. These two women have fought before. You know, Jin Yu Fry showed off that her strength was going to be the advantage, uh, and it definitely was. You know, Ashley Cummins really comes with a, a grapple-heavy approach, trying to get her opponents down, tries to wrestle them. Uh, you know, she has decent top pressure when she's actually able to get fighters down. But in that Jin Yu Fry fight, it was tough. You know, she uh, Fry definitely showed that she was the, the the stronger grappler. I'm not saying she was the better grappler. She was definitely the stronger one because she was able to maintain position a little bit better than Ashley Cummins was. Uh, but, you know, there's a couple concerns here. And that fight, especially with Cummins uh, and Fry, the first time they fought, Cummins was throwing up a lot of submissions, and I was very impressed with that. With such an offensive guard, um, you know, Fry can only get away with her strength for so long. There are plenty of fights in the past, too, where Ashley Cummins uh, was very uh, offensive off her back, even with her jiu-jitsu from on top. And Jinyu Fry, you know, there have been instances in her career, too, where a lot of women, for some reason, they just seem to have an easier time of throwing up submissions against Fry. And, you know, Fry hasn't been submitted in her last couple of fights. However, uh, it's kind of... It, there's a little bit of a red flag whenever you see people getting so close to arm bars or triangles or whatever they're throwing up from their back. So I think if you're giving me five rounds in this fight, that should, you know, be closer than the minus 333 that we're getting on Fry and plus 225 in Cummins. I'm taking the shot on Cummins. I think I'm going to drop at least 0.75 units on Ashley Cummins at plus 225. I think there's a ton of value. This is going to be a grapple heavy fight. You know, Junior Fry normally fights to her opponent's. Uh, game plan in a sense and yeah she does come out with a victory but in terms i mean like when she's fighting strikers the fight's mainly a striking fight when she's fighting grapplers it's mainly a grappling fight and in the ashley cummins fight you know they it was mainly a grappling fight but fry's uh strength always was the thing that was topping everything else so she was able to control cummins and she was able to come out with a victory there but 
you know, Cummins was, I, I was very impressed with how active Cummins was. Cummins has also changed training camp. She's moved over to San Diego now with Combat Club, where she trains with Alima Leigh McFarland, who's also a great jiu-jitsu practitioner. So I think that's going to only be more helpful for, for Cummins. And I think there's a ton of value. I think it should be lined a little bit closer. And I think that the, the line only indicates the fact that Fry has that victory over Cummins in the past, but if you look really closely, especially their fights after that, I think that Cummins offers a lot of value at plus 225. And now add into the fact that Jinyu Fry came 0.8 pounds overweight, not sure how much that actually had an effect on her in terms of what it's going to do with her in in the fight and her cardio, but you're giving me five rounds. And if, you know, Fry is going to go out there and try to lay on Cummins for five rounds. I'm willing to take the gamble uh, at plus 225 for a possible submission in 25 minutes. Cummins doesn't have the, I think she only has one submission on her on her record, but her tenacity and, and aggressiveness for the submission off her back is what makes me like her so much. And let's not discredit Cummins' uh, striking too. That's definitely come a long way as well. Uh, I don't remember the last person that she fought, uh, Jessica Delboni. That was a fighter that she had a little bit of trouble getting to the ground because she seemed like a, a very strong fighter as well. But there were plenty of times where they had clinch positions and whenever they broke uh, broke away from each other, Ashley Cummins was able to land a couple good shots. She is coming, you know, she's progressing with the striking game. I think that, uh, you know, she may not have as much power as Jin Fry, who, you know, she landed a lot of good shots on uh, Hamasaki in that uh, the last Risen fight that she had. Let me just confirm that yeah ayaka hamasaki way back in june uh yeah that was june of last year so it's yeah obviously last year 2019 but uh you know she did decent in those first two rounds she landed a lot of heavy shots on hamasaki uh and then in the third round hamasaki pretty much just took her down pretty much immediately with a great trip uh and then uh or i believe it was a trip that turned into a throw got her off balance uh and then just held that position for the entire round and she came away with the decision there so it has been seen that fry can be held down i believe that hamasaki has a better top game than cummins but i think that cummins uh will be able to take advantage of it if it gets to the point where she's the one on top however i am expecting cummins to get taken down i am expecting cummins to be on her back but i am banking on the fact that you know her relentlessness and her aggressiveness with her jujitsu game uh may allow her to either get the sweep or um uh, at least lock up a submission you're giving me 25 minutes of that possibility, I'm in. And now with the added incentive of Cummins possibly getting a title after this, I think she's going to be going uh, for those submissions even a little bit harder. Uh, and Fry, who knows how much this weight cut really has an effect on her. So at plus 225, all the value in the world. Plain and simple. Appreciate you guys checking out the episode. Obviously, it's not as long as my regular MMA Lockcast episodes, but these are just for specific fights on these uh, on these smaller cards uh and i'll normally only go over the best that i want to make or normally go over the fights that i only want to make a bet on or at least the co-main and main even if i don't have a bet on them just to give you guys a little bit better perspective so hope you guys enjoyed it like comment subscribe do all that stuff at the bottom tail if you want for sure i'm going to be playing ashley Cummins uh 0.75 units maybe the plus 225 on bet safe but I want to see what Sportbet releases it as as well so i can at least track a more uh tailable line per se so uh can't wait to watch the invicta fights tomorrow there's a couple good fights on there that i'm really looking forward to but but definitely those co-main and main fights uh very very excited shout out to shadow nap for continuing to uh you know have the invicta fc banner uh running smoothly uh 39 events in strictly all female uh promotion i'm very happy as to where they're at and also shout out they actually had one of my girls uh anastasia nicolakakos fight for them recently uh hopefully we see her back in the cage in the adam weight division so
I'm saying that Ashley Cummins is going to come away in this event as the Adam Way champion. Uh, I just love her style, plain and simple. Uh, make sure you guys check out the MMA Lawcast uh, episode that I did for UFC 247, which obviously goes down this weekend as well, too. I got a couple bets already for you guys. Make sure you guys follow me on Twitter at MMALOTN to see those. And then I just released a Combat Stories episode with my man Rockstar Z, where we talk everything, pretty much everything. Thanks for joining me. I'll see you guys next week and good luck on your bets this weekend.